the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You will never be closer to the Lord than when you find yourself in that place of brokenheartedness. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilbert. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth right from the Bible. For more information, Log on to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Now here's Pastor Steve with today's Core Truth. Well, we'll be in Genesis chapter 40. I entitled this message, When Will It End? When will it end? Have you ever had things go from, well, bad to worse? And you're left asking yourself, when will this end? It's a time, it's in those times of hardship that we ask ourselves, you know, why is this happening? It's when life has made a sudden change and it's turned into a dry and a barren season. It's when grief seems to never leave as it sits on the threshold of our hearts. That's when we can fall into a pit. We can become distant to those that are around us and totally despondent in life as we again ask ourselves, why me? Why this? And especially, why now? Severe disappointments, heartbreaking losses, areas maybe of sin that have crept back into your life that you thought were once conquered. Well, one thing for sure, there are a lot of things in this life that can go wrong this side of heaven. From unexpected circumstances, even to the self-inflicted hardships caused by ourselves through bad decision-making. Then on top of many things that we all face, even our faith in this country is under fire as our country continues to make extremely bad choices as we drift farther and farther away from God's commandments, his statutes, and his rules of righteousness. Our marriages are under attack Our singles are facing difficult challenges and staying pure as we're surrounded by so much evil and and wickedness and darkness. We have so much political corruption that is so obvious now. It's like it's not even hit anymore. Crime rates are skyrocketing. We have a crisis at our southern border. We're more divided than we have ever been. And on top of all that, we're 30 trillion dollars in debt it sounds like to me that we need jesus more than ever right now more than ever for this is what happens when not just our country but the world excommunicates god the creator himself 
from his own creation. Yet in the midst of the world's rebellion against God, God is still merciful. And he is willing to wrap his arms of love and compassion around those who have ears to hear and those who will seek him. He's not wrapping his arms of love around those that are rebellious and, 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 and anti-Christ. No, absolutely not. But for those who are open to seek the Lord, those who are wanting some relief, some that are wanting help, the Bible says in Psalm thirty-four, eighteen, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. You will never be closer to the Lord than when you find yourself in that place of brokenheartedness and being crushed in spirit. We're also told in Psalm 147.3 that he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. When you've been broken, you've been crushed, you think, there's no hope for me. My life cannot get past this pit that I've fallen into. But you're wrong. God will heal your broken heart. He will bind up those wounds that have crushed you. God is able to do this. It takes time. The healing process takes time, but God is able. Obviously, none of us are immune to the difficult seasons that this life can present to us. Yet some have had to endure more than others. And you know who you are. And if you find yourself in a place of Great, great difficulty here today. I'd like to share a couple of thoughts with you. Number one, if you're a Christian, meaning that you've asked Jesus Christ in your heart, in your life as your Savior and Lord, then know this, our gracious and most merciful God, he will never ever leave you or forsake you. You know, he will walk through this season of life with you. He will hold your hand, even as David said in Psalm 23, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. How did David know that God was with him through the valley of the shadow of death? Because he had walked through the valley of the shadow of death, and he knew that God had never left him. So be assured that God will not leave you in this way. He will walk with you every step of the way through this great horrendous trial and difficulty that you might find yourself in today. He can work through all things in our midst like we will see today as he worked in Joseph's life from where we left off last time. And number two, understand this is only for a season. This hardship, this difficulty, it's only for a season. One day, this season will pass and the sun will rise again on your spirit. Yes, this season might be longer than any of us want, but it will pass. Even if it goes the distance in this short lifespan here on earth. One day, we are all going to stand in the presence of our Heavenly Father. And all things will be made new in that day. There will be no more sickness. There will be no more hardship. There will be no more difficulties. And most of all, there will be no more death. No more death in heaven. Yes, as you know, when we're facing difficult times, 
It seems like it's never going to end. Are we going to be here forever? I remember when my parents divorced and I found myself so empty. All of a sudden, I felt this intense feeling of of not belonging anymore. When I watched my friends interact with their parents, it only made it worse. But here's the crazy part. Right before my parents divorced, when I was 16 years of age and both left, I was starting to push all the limits of home. I didn't want to be told what time to come home. I didn't want a curfew. It's like, wait, I got my own job. I have my own car. It's like, yeah, don't tell me what to do. I wanted more freedom. Yet here's the crazy thing. As soon as they were divorced and they both left and they're gone and I'm on my own, it's like all of a sudden, you know, I had no more rules. I had no more boundaries, no more regulations. It's like I could stay out till 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, and nobody cared. But I found myself at that time wanting boundaries. I would drop my friend off at his house. We had you know, race cars. He had a 69 El Camino uh, you know, Chevrolet with a 396 in it all kind of built up. And I had a 69 Mach 1 Mustang. You know, and so we would trade off on going out and cruising and you know, drag racing and all this stuff. But he had to be home at 11 o'clock. And it's like I would drop him off and he would look at me. Gosh, you're so lucky. And I'd go, yes. I'm going to stay out. And he's like, God, you're so lucky. And he would walk into his, his house and, and his mom would be waiting at the door. And he'd look at me like, you're so lucky. And I'm like, yeah. But I was thinking he was so lucky because he had a mom that wanted him home. It's just like, it's just crazy. I, I, I found myself wanting accountability once again. How crazy is that? To have a home and a, and a mom that wanted me to be home. Isn't that just insane. Sometimes it just proves that the worst thing you can get is exactly what you want. Well, as we pick up in our study here through the book of Genesis, we left off last time with Joseph being thrown into prison for a crime that he did not commit. Talk about his life going from, well, bad to worse. Joseph had to be thinking, when Is this nightmare ever going to end in my life? I mean, first, he sold to slave traders by his own brothers because of their deep-seated hatred and jealousy of him. That, of course, had a lot to do with his father, Jacob, who chose to have a personal favoritism to Joseph over his older brothers. Then, after being bought... As a slave, he outworked all of the other slaves in the house and by the hand of God's favor and blessing in his life, he actually became the personal assistant to this wealthy man named Potiphar who bought him. Yes, he has a broken heart, but he didn't allow his broken heart and his circumstance of his, of his family, his brothers selling him out to change his outlook on his life. Instead, Joseph, he chose to live out his faith in God. And how did he do it? He did it by hard work. He did it by having honesty and integrity. He did it by having a genuine desire to do what was right. And because of that, 
This man Potiphar, this wealthy man, put him in charge of his entire estate, including his property and all of his investments. Yes, the Bible says that God blessed the household of this Egyptian named Potiphar on behalf of Joseph. Yet right when Joseph thought, you know, as bad as my circumstances have been, being sold out by my own brothers and everything, yeah. God has totally turned it around. Look at me. Man, I'm living life this pretty sweet. I got a great guest quarters here in this mansion that I live in. I, I have new clothes. I eat the best of food now. It's like my life is actually a little better than it was before. All of this stuff. But yet, right when everything was looking great, that's when it happened. Oh, it happened. Suddenly, out of nowhere, the boss's wife got the hots for Joseph. No. Remember, the Bible said that Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. His body, he was ripped. His face, he was stunningly handsome. Simply put, Joseph was an earthly example of a GQ magazine cover stud, you could say. And Miss Potiphar... She's a hussy on the loose in the house. And the Bible says that she pressed him day and night to have sex with her. But Joseph refused. He refused. He says, how can I do this great evil? It's like my boss, who happens to be your husband, has put me in charge over everyone. He's elevated my position. I will not sin, though. Against my God, who has made all of this possible. So he said, no, no can do, not going to happen. She trapped him. She had sent all the other servants out of the house that day. Joseph comes in to do his work, check up on everybody. No one's there. It's like a ghost town. What happened? Then there she was, possibly naked. Who knows? Or maybe the negligee on after bathing in Victoria's Secret bath gel. Maybe I'm adding some things here, but, you know, who knows? It could have been. And the Bible says that she ripped his clothes off. Miss Potiphar, have you no self-control? I mean, settle down, girl. It's like, but that's when Joseph, he ran away naked, the Bible says. That is a very important point for all of us to learn. There's a time when we're being faced with temptation that it's not time to sit down and have a prayer meeting or a Bible study. Yes, Miss Potiphar, can we open our Bibles here? Can we have a little time to study the word first? Can we have a word of prayer? No, no, no. Run. Get out. Get out of what you're facing. Get out of what you're looking at. Get out of the path of whatever is tempting you right now. Just run and leave. And I believe that that was only two options for Joseph. He was either going to fall to this woman who is probably much younger than her husband, who is probably really good looking. I'm either going to fall in bed with this woman or I'm going to run. There's no other options here. Then, of course, this hussy on the loose here, having her ego bruised, accused Joseph of attacking her. Her husband believed his wife in her lies about Joseph and had Joseph thrown into prison as his anger 
burned against Joseph. You know, that word anger that burned here in the Hebrew, it means that Mr. Potiphar was grieved. He was so displeased with Joseph. You know, Potiphar was probably thinking, why you worthless, stinking slave you. I've treated you so well. I have allowed you to live in the nicest part of my home. I've given you great opportunity to grow and to prosper personally here. I've even given you your own paycheck. I don't have to pay you anything. And this is how you repay me? You attack my wife behind my back? You worthless piece of life, you. I'm going to throw you so far into prison, you're never going to see the light of day again. You could see him thinking that. At this point, if we were Joseph, imagine how bummed out you would be. But Joseph doesn't stay in that pit of depression because, you know, of what happened to him. We're told that Joseph got back up and he made the best of his circumstances. I guess he was thinking, well, I had a ministry in this wealthy man's house. I guess now I have a prison ministry. (laughs) That's That's the way he looked at it. In fact, let me read to you how we left off last time just to remind you that that's exactly what he did. It says in chapter 39, verse 21, it says, but the Lord... But the Lord was with Joseph, and he extended kindness to him, and he gave him favor in the sight of the chief jailer, and the chief jailer committed to Joseph's charge all the prisoners who were in the jail, so that whatever was done there, he was responsible for it, and the chief jailer did not supervise anything under Joseph's charge, because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made him prosper. Wow. Wow. That's just crazy. I mean, could you imagine this happening to you and you're going to have the best of outlook of life? You're going to like, all right, well, Lord, I'm, I'm in prison and uh, no shower, no hot water, no baths, no nothing. But hey, I'm just going to, I'm, God, I'm going to serve you with my whole heart and my whole life. Could you imagine doing that yourself? That's what Joseph did. Wow. Notice in verse 21, it said, but the Lord. Nothing is ever over for the man or the woman of God who is committed to Christ. Did you get that? Nothing is ever over. You're thinking my life's over. No, your life is not over. No, this, you don't understand what's happened to me. No, I I can imagine how horrible your circumstances might be, but your life is not over. But God, he can change things. You never, ever, ever get up, give up, because God has the last word in every detail of our lives. So when our lives hit the skids, and our life seems to start falling apart around us, we need to do exactly what Joseph has done here. We need to get back up and literally start serving right where we are. Where's the only place where Joseph could serve? Is in prison. He can't get out. 
So he just said, I'm going to serve right here. This is where you place me, Lord. I'm going to serve right here. Yes, Joseph starts again in what would be considered the, the lowliest place on earth. He's in a pit of an Egyptian prison, which did not have all the conveniences of our modern-day prisons with TV and weight rooms and basketball courts and Internet. In fact, at one point, Joseph refers to his prison setting as a dungeon, and that's exactly what it was. But yet God not only blesses him, but he also prospers him. How, how can this be? So much so that Joseph was put in charge of the entire prison. So the main jailer has given all control to him. So he's probably not eating the typical prison slop that everyone else is eating. He's probably eating what the main jailer would eat, which would be nice meals and what have you. He's probably staying in a, the nicest place that you could stay in the dungeon. But let me ask you, do you see the blessings of the hand of God at your present job? <laughs> What? My job? No, my job's a curse. That's all I do. I just go to the cursed place every week. Well, is your job worse than being in a prison in a dungeon? See, God can bless your present job. Are you seeing that in your life? See, this has nothing to do with the attitude of your employer or your supervisor. It has everything to do with our attitude and our work ethic. Look, I've had multiple jobs in my life. I've worked for this place, that place, different companies. And I mean, I've worked with some, you know, people that were supervisors that were super nice. And I've worked with supervisors and bosses that were just mean and cruel and just, you know, always yelling. And that's the way that they get things done. See, there's two ways of getting stuff out of your employees. You can treat them nice and bless them and, and then hopefully they'll work hard for you. Or you can yell and just squeeze so much blood out of a turnip. That's all, you know, and that's it. And they threaten you and all of that. And I've had both. See, it's not about what your supervisor or your boss's attitude to you. It's about about how you represent Christ to them. This, amen. And this is what Joseph did. This is why God blessed him. And this is why he earned his position. He did it through hard work. He did it through integrity. I wonder if that could be said of you and your job. Do you stand out from all the other employees? Does your employer take note of you like, hey, you know what? I just, man, that, that one guy we have working for us, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, he's a Christian or something. I don't know. That one gal, man, they work harder than anybody works here. Man, they get their work done because most people will fall into one of three categories. I wonder which one of these three categories would best describe you. Number one, you're just like Joseph. You stand out. People take notice of you. Why? Because there's something different about you. It even makes them desire to have what you have. Look, I don't know what there is about you. I haven't quite figured it out yet, but I don't know what it is, but I want what that person has. 
Or maybe you're not like so much like Joseph. Number two, you're, you're a Christian. You're a definite Christian. Your desire is to please God. But you're kind of like a wallflower. You do your job, but you blend in with your surroundings. And nobody really knows you're a Christian. You just kind of like, you're the silent Christian. It's almost like having a brown bag over your head. You're the unknown Christian. Or maybe number three, you're just slack at your job. You're just figuring out, what is the least amount I can do and, and actually keep this job? You know, your faith is in name only. Your life shows no desire to pursue a relationship with Christ. In fact, if some people knew that you were a Christian, they'd probably just say, yeah, and like I'm the Pope. Maybe that would be their attitude. I wonder which one of those three would best describe you. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app available on iOS and Android. Core Truth is sponsored by and is a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you've been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA all one word to 77977. You can also give via our app and online at corechurchla.org or you can mail your support to P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.